Yo, 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 man. Sorry to interrupt your regular podcast listening. And we thank you for choosing the Takeover Lounge for your audio enjoyment. But we had to tell you about our sponsors, Voice Threads. Voice Threads is a socially conscious lifestyle brand that brings awareness to important causes by designing unique apparel like mismatched socks that tells the inspiring story of local nonprofit organizations. All products are ethically made in the United States and sewn with sustainable yarns such as recycled cotton and recycled polyester. In addition, a portion of the proceeds from the sale of each pair of socks is donated to Voice nonprofit partners. Voice Threads' mission is to help people cause conversation about the things that matter most and to harness the power of generosity to create a more equitable, thriving community. You can become a member of The Vibe by visiting voicethreads.com or following them on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Pinterest, and LinkedIn. That's Voice Threads, V-O-Y-C-E, Threads. Now, let's get back into the interview. Welcome to the Tucson Raven. Got a couple extra minutes. Why, Why not blow them with us? Say hello. <laughs> hello. Hello. Oh, I said that pretty low. It's okay. I'll turn you up. Welcome to the Tucson Raven. We are a podcast about anything and everything under the sun, as long as it doesn't burn my forehead and make my mama mad. <laughs> my name is Mankind, and to my left, I have my illustrious co-host from the town of Tucson, I think, but wow. I don't know. It's Flow Train. <laughs> your mama's going to be so mad. <laughs> your mama's going to be so mad that she you're doing this podcast with me. Oh, she's pissed already. She's pissed. And to my right, and to, your, to my right, but your left, if you're listening to this in stereo, <laughs> she's the undisputed champion of the world. It's Sam with two M's. What's up? Hey. What's up, y'all? Right off a shot. For Sam with two M's. Sam with two M's. And this week we are talking about self-care. You'll notice that our man Zeus is not here. We're wishing him a very... Wonderful uh, Thursday. Yeah, wonderful Thursday. We hope you're doing good. And, you know, in this day and age, it's rough out there. Yeah. It's tough to even just be alive, much less be on the internet and, like, do that whole social media or even, like, just put yourself putting your content out there on a blog or a podcast or anything is it's rough. So we salute everybody that's trying to do it. And we're going to go around the room and talk about tips that we have for self-care and how we keep ourselves sane. And I guess, uh, well, I don't know. Do you want to start, Sam? I have to think of one. Sure. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll start with it. Um, I think the one thing I really try to do for self-care um is remind myself of the things that I'm grateful for mm. when shit's going bad or even obviously when shit's good, you're like praising the good. But um, <clears throat> when shit's bad, uh, I try not to focus on what I can't control yeah. and what I can. And I think that's an important part of self-care is like taking Definitely. those moments to sit there and reflect that like, you know, the, 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 those moments of hard times are temporary and uh, I'm going to get through it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I definitely 
<clears throat> spend a lot of time alone. That's my biggest form of self-care is I'm such a social person and I put so much of myself out there. I'm I'm an open book. Yeah. And so I need alone time recharge and I, the battery. I need to retract and come into my shell. Mm-hmm. And if I don't do that, I notice I become angry, I become on edge, frustrated. I'm, yeah, and sometimes I don't realize that it's because I need to retreat to mm-hmm. myself because I like to, you know, be out and involved in things. Um, <clears throat> and it's actually funny that I'm talking. And we like live in FOMO culture now. So, yeah. So uh, it's almost like a not like an addiction, but it's like you you're always finding yourself wanting to be where everyone else is. Mm-hmm. And lately I've been finding myself not um being like that you know i'm really like focused on you know fuck it i just want to be home relax at home i want to be to myself and um i think that's really important to recognize when i'm feeling that way because i get a lot of anxiety i'm super sensitive to people yeah i i actually had to leave the show the other night i was getting anxiety i was like oh i need to stand outside and Mm. um i think it's just um it's those moments of recognizing this is how I'm feeling and like, let me, let me go take care of myself and doing those little things really keeps me sane. Cause if I don't like, I probably would have had a panic attack and like freak the fuck out, but I'm good at managing and my intuition and Mm -hmm. paying attention. Like, all right, this does, this doesn't feel right. So what can I do? And that's, that's important. I think those are all like good bits of self care that we don't look at as self care. Oh, Definitely. We're just like, oh, getting my hair done is self-care. <laughs> getting my nails done is self-care. But it's like, no, like listening to yourself. Mm-hmm. That's self-care. For sure. We need to play some Mac Miller up in here. So, <laughs> Right? <laughs> <laughs> this episode is dedicated to Mac. Hey, there you go. R.I.P. 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 No, I think that those techniques definitely work, uh, especially for me, like when I'm feeling, um, what is the word uh, that we what is imposter syndrome? I start to feel those imposter syndromes and then it's like, uh, just start listening what you've done this year. Like just start going over the things you've done this past year. And it's like, okay, all right. Yeah. I'm supposed to be doing this. Like I'm good. This is not even the best thing I've, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like you just start going over like your, your goal, like, and we were talking about this before the show. It's like, we should talk about dreams and how they're different from goals. And sometimes dreams aren't always meant to be attained, but goals are meant to be remembered for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, and so just like, I think it works for anxiety too, to just kind of list or no. And then they also say, what's it? Uh, three things you can, th- what is three things you can see? <laughs> Two things you can smell. <clears throat> one thing you can taste. What? They, it's like a okay. to ground and to center you, bring you into the present moment. Because like sometimes when people are struggling with anxiety, um, we need to be brought you gotta to snap, you gotta get snapped out of it, <clears throat> that moment. Know. And sometimes like even like I've um, I've bitten into a lemon, like the peel and the citrus, like the scent of it and like the taste of it that mm-hmm. snaps you out of it, even blowing in someone's face mm-hmm. because of that, that sensory feeling that it just, it'll snap someone into reality. Out of anxiety? <clears throat> yeah. Out yeah. of anxiety. Or even just sometimes like, um, 
Because not everyone, I think, experiences like that kind of anxiety right. all the time. But yeah, I would say it's a little bit different for me. How would you describe anxiety? Uh, for me, it's mostly like uh, a lot of like false like narratives inside your mind. Like you're always mm-hmm. making up weird ass situations inside your mind, or like mm-hmm. worrying about irrational things, and like. Well, that goes hand in hand because, yeah. like, you could use that technique for when you're having those moments of like being stuck in your head, where you're like, okay, like, because I do it to myself a lot at work, where I'm like, all right, like, get out of your head, listen to some music, drink some coffee. I'll, or I'll purposely, I won't even drink the coffee. I'll bring it in my um, room just so I can smell it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not Wasteful. just, <laughs> it's not just for if you're having like a full on panic attack, but if you're just experiencing small amounts of anxiety, it can so, it's, it's okay. just a grounding yeah. technique. I used to have frequent panic attacks and I've, I don't know how I really got out of that, but I think it was mostly just kind of. It's growth. Sleeping a lot and like meditating yeah and like just like healing yeah just sitting still and just like thinking about things and just kind of letting them wash over you instead of like feeling them all at once yeah you know sleep's really important i don't think people um i think they underestimate sleep and what it can do for your problems i need more sleep (laughs) (laughs) boy you sleep a lot i do not sleep a lot during the during the weekend, I might sleep a lot, but it's to, mostly to catch up and not succeed at catching up on the weekdays because I don't sleep a lot on weekdays. And then you go to sleep really fucking late. I slept three hours last night. Damn. Like I went to sleep at like 5 a.m. I would be sleeping I, right I now. I had an interview at 8. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. <clears throat> oh. yeah, you do all-nighters all the time. You mm-hmm. um yeah. didn't tell us your other um, self-care I mean, I have lots of them. Yeah. A lot of uh, like, uh, I think sleep is really for me. Sleep is probably the most important one that I'm oh. like, and it's just like that's actually yeah. People need a rest, and they don't mm-hmm. know how to yeah. Because otherwise, I can't. Pro- you know, it's like I use sleep to process a problem, right? It's like mm-hmm. if it's something that's like worrying me, it's like you know, fuck it, I'll worry about that tomorrow. And then let me sleep on and let me get my thoughts together. Yeah, exactly. And then I wake up the next day and it's like, well, it doesn't seem so daunting. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. Cause sometimes, um, when like certain things happen and it's just like, you're just like in a flustered, like, okay, what I, I need to do this, 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 and mm-hmm. this. And then you're like, okay, but right now I can only do this small part. So, yeah. you know, let me, let me see what I can do tomorrow, but let me take yeah. it easy. And, and that, that's, that's important. That's really important. Definitely. And I think that kind of goes to something else that I do. It's like, I just kind of respect baby steps. Yeah. So it's like, just if I, I respect any, anything, you know what I mean? It's like, any if I'm progress. trying to get over, if I like, if <laughs> like I have all types of different anxiety. And so a lot of times I'll just be like, well, this is temporary. Like I can't, mm-hmm. I'm, I, I can't breathe or something. So I'm going to go for a walk or something. Right. And I just think to myself, well, this is temporary. This is not how the rest of my life is going to feel. And so I just like, even though, (laughs) and so I just take it like one breath at a time after that. It's like, okay, we'll just start breathing. And like, I start thinking about, okay, well, here's how many, you know, it's going to take me like 500 breaths before I kind of calm down and start 
like, you know, I can breathe normally again. Cause what I start doing is I start like hyperventilating. I was like, oh, oh, yeah. and then I was like, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. You know, it's like, I was like, dude, you're breathing like crazy. <laughs> you can't breathe. You start breathing harder. Right. It's like, no, you can breathe. And so then I'll, I'll, so it's just like, just slow down one breath at a time and just respect each breath. Yeah. And just slow down. And, you know, and obviously, cause there's different levels and different lengths of anxiety and like self care kind of goes across all types of things. And I think it's really relevant to just like talk about like coping and, you know, ways that you kind of, you know, the different, there's a gradient and knowing that other people are like freaking out. Too, <laughs> yeah, you know, no, like, definitely. Yeah. Well, freaking out. And, um, something that my mom used to do was, uh, she would like those little cuties, the little oranges. She would like yeah. freeze a couple of those. Okay. And then when my sister would start freaking out, she'd be like, all right, peel this orange. And it'd be like, right, it's like cold and oh, wow. the, the citrus smell. It's yeah, like, so bad. that's like, very grounding for people, but that's a super cool technique yeah. to, to do. Cause it gives you, it gives you something to completely distract yourself mm-hmm. with. Um, like it's physically, difficult. it's very difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> no, like, you're going to sit there and be like, what the peel fuck? a frozen orange and it's cold. So it's like, it gets you, it's like the cold yeah. helps you no, kind of, you know, cause, um, you know, it's like changing your environment as much as you can, like the climate. Yeah. You know, you know really what my that- mom used to do to get me yeah. out of a panic attack? <laughs> my mom, oh, I shouldn't say this. Uh, I almost said something else. I'm not gonna say that part. But she used to pinch, pinch me right here. There's oh, a yeah. nerve. Um, she pinched the fucking shit out of me, and wow. it would just be like, ah, shit. She'd be like, you're good now. <laughs> it's like, and she's hypnotizing you. Uh, she's just rough. Yeah, she's rough. Old school. They used to give whiskey to babies. I don't like that. My dad used to do something similar, but just like randomly, not when I was having. Oh, no, she'd do it too. Cause like, you know, yeah. Like if we're doing some bad shit, she would do it anyway. But like for that was also just her way of like helping pull me out of my anxiety besides yelling at me. But, um, I think as like adults, we have the right to choose what we're going to do with what we've been dealt with and like I can't help that I was born with because I've had anxiety since I was so young Mm -hmm. um and Um, I never knew how to manage it my parents never knew how to manage it and it was almost like that moment of like I don't really know what happened where I just like I eventually like took in what people said and all of the counseling that I've been through and the rehabs mm. I've been through, like eventually it all just clicked and it all, it all started to like not make sense, but I actually just started to use it and to put it into perspective for it to make sense. Yeah. Cause yeah. I'm like, I can't make a sense, make sense of these techniques that you're trying to teach me if they're not doing anything, but it's because I wasn't mm. really applying myself fully yeah. And dedicating myself because it's an everyday effort to keep yourself out of depression and to keep yourself from having severe anxiety or even just a little bit of anxiety. It's an everyday effort to keep yourself sane nowadays. And without those techniques of self-care and of self-love, I think that that's what really drowns people Um. And I don't want to get too like 
depressing <laughs> care. Right, right. But I, I think those what it's what draws people to, you know, use drugs and to drink a lot of alcohol yep. and to, to withdraw. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's just really sad and it sucks. And, um, I actually want to, I'm going to look up the national suicide hotline right now so we can just like shout that out. Um, just cause if anyone's ever suffering or feeling like yeah. they have no one else to talk to, there's always an anonymous tip line that you yeah. can call. Didn't we do that one they, time? They, I think we did. They helped my homie actually. Well, I've it's a crazy story. Before. It's a crazy, well, it's a crazy story actually. So one time my homie in Denver, um, one of my best homies, he actually was like a handyman here at this complex and we heard him on the roof and I went outside and I was like, someone on my roof. And he was like, oh, I'm the handyman like working on your roof. And then we became best friends because he smoked weed. But uh, <laughs> Don't he was a giant bodybuilder, dude. And uh, eventually he ended up moving on to Denver. And uh, while he was in Denver, he got like super depressed and stuff because he's like in like a bigger circuit of people, you know, like mm. bodybuilding and stuff. And he's just like doing odd jobs and stuff. So like one day he texts me, he's like, I'm going to kill myself. He says, start sending me pictures and stuff of this tower he's going to climb and like hang himself from and stuff. So I ended up calling, like, I was like trying to reach out to him. And uh, I ended up calling the suicide hotline for him. And I was like, is there anything you can do? Like he told me these details, like he sent me these pictures and shit. And so they were like, okay, like, like they said, the first guy said there was nothing I could do. I was like, can I speak to like a manager or something to like, someone higher and then they like spoke to them and I was like here's the situation I got a pictures and I got like all these things he said like where he's at and stuff and then they ended up calling the police and then the police ended up showing up and sure enough he was there like trying to climb this like electrical like tower with like a rope and shit and then like I guess like they got him down but like then he started fighting the cops yeah and so now he's got like a bunch of like felonies, yeah, and stuff. But he's alive. Mm. So it's like crazy to like, but like you know they do their job. You know what I mean? Like they're yeah, they keep people because like it's like a secluded ass area where he was, and like yeah, who knows what would have happened if not? Like yeah, no seriously, that's yeah, that's wild. Like well, uh, suicide hotline help is available. Speak with someone today. One eight hundred. Two seven three eight two five five. One eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. That's a toll free number. Call now if you need to. Stop listening to us. Ah. If you have someone that needs, even if it's a friend, even if it's a friend, yeah, it, it might help you help a friend. So, what are our final thoughts? Oh, we actually need to. I don't think you finished talking about your self care. You have more self care. Do you have more self care? I think we covered it all. It's yeah. mainly sleep. It's like thinking, Meditation. like breaking your pet thought we, pattern, changing your environment, just like. And um, I would like to hear from anyone else if they have any um opinions or objections to self care and what does and doesn't work for them. Yeah, yeah. What's your self care routine? Tell us. Five two zero two seven six ninety one twenty one. Leave us a message. You can uh, tap in on our anchor. Leave a message on Anchor, or you can get on our um, Instagram at uh, Tucson Raven. Yeah, add us, baby. Add us. <laughs> add us. And I think we should wrap this up with check in on your friends. You know, yeah, even your strong in. friends, even the friends that are always seeming happy. 
Yeah. And if you ever notice something in a friend that's not normal and, you know, it just doesn't sit right with you, call it out because nine out of 10 times, you're probably right that something's going on. And as long as you just let someone know you're there for them, you don't got to pry. I think that's what matters the most. And you can, what do they say? Embrace the awkward. Yes. Embrace the awkward and hugs. Hugs release oxytocin. It's good for you. (laughs) Not oxycontin. Maybe they will one day, but not today. Not today. Oxytocin. That's the good one. (laughs) Shall I run us out? Yeah. It's been the Tucson Raven. Tap in with us. Just say hello. Take care of yourselves, guys. Self-love. Self-love. Hey, love yourself and each other. We'll see you next time. Peace.